Good evening to all my lovers and lusters out there around the world. You're going to be here tonight with Dr. Q. Listening to a little bit of Blissful Encounters of Intensity, Secrets of Denial. By author Laquita S. Hyphen K-A-Y. Now, this podcast that you're being introduced to tonight is going to allow you to immerse yourself in the creativity of artists all over the world. The artist tonight just happens to have a book about eroticism. She digs deep and expresses just how much love and lust means to her. But before we take a trip, down chapter one we're going to go ahead and get our bottle of wine our glass and we're going to pour us a sip now for those of you who may not like wine i suggest you get you your favorite whiskey vodka or tequila because you are going to be busy tonight Mm, that's a nice sip right there I'm a white kind of girl so the taste of something sweet in a Moscato mm, it brings love to my tongue but that's enough of that let's dig into this book Because with a title like this and the question of would you die for love or kill for it? I know y'all trying to find out who's going to do what. So let's dive in to chapter one. The fight. Thursday night and attention was high in a walker home as it had been for some time now. Is it really necessary for you to take this trip today, Akia? You can put this ridiculous nonsense off until some another another time. It's pertinent that you are present by my side when I receive this award tomorrow evening, Dante expressed to her. Hell, it's not like I ask you for much these days any damn way. It honestly should come as a surprise to you that I'm asking. So what's a few hours? He snapped with his demeaning response. He then waited with attitude for her smart-ass remark. Dante knew Kia couldn't have a single conversation without being a bitch in some sort of manner. Therefore, he had no doubt she was coming back with something cocky. He just wasn't sure what it would be. He stood there posted up as she created the perfect scenario in her mind. And that to come back with a concise reply. With an unexpected approach, Kia continued moving throughout the bedroom, all unconcerned. As if she failed to recognize that he was even there. She went from the closet to the dresser then to the bedroom as she continued to collect all of her necessities for this week 
long trip. Finally, when she was good and goddamn ready, she answered him in a stone-cold tone. Listen, Dante, this trip has been scheduled for weeks now, and I don't intend to let that fucking plane leave without me in that first-class seat. You better believe that shit. Is there anything else you need me to straighten out for you? Akia irritably answered her husband. Although he had a few choice words for her, he didn't comment. She could sense the intensity of his stare, though, at the back of her head. But she wasn't about to show any fear. Plans were changing for her, and he would soon realize that. You do what the fuck you want to do when you want to do it. So I intend to do the very same when it applies to my needs, she added as she continued packing her bag. Akia didn't even bother to glance in his direction as she voiced her other than acceptable opinion. She was well aware of his hatred for speaking to him while her back was turned, but it didn't matter. He had started this nonsense, but she would surely finish it. Her behavior stemming from a number of disrespectful taunts at her from him. Akia was hopelessly tired of Dante's marital bullshit, but she was about to prove to him that he wasn't the only one that could play the game on an expert level. His repeated late-night arrivals and early-morning departures were becoming disrespectfully trifling to Kia. Unbeknownst to him, her little devious plan she was cooking up would soon take effect, and she would then become the provoker. She couldn't wait to see his face when the shit hit the fan. And what the hell is that supposed to mean, he finally asked. She ignored his question, and it was obvious he didn't like that much either. Out of her peripheral vision, she witnessed him close his open hand to a clenched fist. But he wasn't the type of man to lay hands on a woman. But this new king disrespect that she had against him had him at his limits. Recognizing the dangerous scenario she had just created, Kia quickly managed to generate a little distance between them. Kia, he called out to her with stern bass in his voice. Still, she failed to reply. Refusing to hear anything else Dante had to say, Kia walked out of the room and slammed the door behind her, totes in hand. He stood there in total shock and awe at the immature behavior but expected her to return. She didn't. It dawned on him that he would need to resort to other means, and he was perfectly fine with that alternative. Dante collected himself and proceeded to seek out other highly qualified companions to escort him as he received his honor. Fortunately, there was one option that never failed to satisfy his needs. She was always the first person that came to mind. And he knew she would never leave him stranded. Dante reached out to grab his cell phone from the dresser, then suddenly heard the front door alarm beep 
A few seconds later, he heard the door slam shut with force. In a fury, he spoke out. The fuck? Did she really just leave this house without even saying bye? How childish, Dante murmured unintentionally. He hunched his shoulders, shook his head, then emotionally hit up his second string. What's up, ma? She tripping again. Need you tomorrow night. Are you free? Dante tossed his phone on the bed and waited for his girl to holler back. Within a few minutes, the phone was pinging back a new message. Got quite a bit on the agenda, love, but what you need? You know I always got you. What's she tripping about this time? He knew he could always count on old girl to have his six. Zina was always there for him when Kia wasn't. And that's why he had placed her on a pedestal above his own wife. He knew this beautiful, intelligent woman was all that and then some. But he also knew he could never have her. Under the circumstances, I mean. He was already married and had a plethora of reasons not to change that. Yet he repeatedly wondered how different his life would be if his missus was someone worthy of respect instead of this loud, disrespectful woman he was chained to according to the law. She was selfish and one that who had the opportunity to own half of what he had built if they split. I need a real woman by my side tomorrow night when I get this award presented to me. I would be honored to have you accompany me if it isn't too much to ask. Dante hit the send button, then waited. And just like before, the response was immediate. I got you, D. Just let me know when and where, and I'm there. But for now, I have to get back to this work you left for me. I'll let you girl later. We see camera focus on Zina now. Zina placed her phone face up on the desk, then hit the send button. She quickly focused her attention back on the document she was studying just prior to Dee's text. Just as she got comfortable in her reading, her text message notification pinged again. Bet, much appreciated, beautiful. Zina smiled, then got back to work. In that same instance, a sneaky smirk appeared on Dante's face. Then he headed back into his closet to finish getting his Armani suit ready for tomorrow night. His black designer suit with a white Armani shirt and gold cuff links was set it off. It wouldn't take any time for him to find the clothes in his closet because it was color coordinated. You can almost say he had borderline OCD tendencies since he liked things properly placed based on color, the distance between the hangers, and long or short sleeve shirts. Upon gathering everything and placing its center stage on the independent garment rack, Dante snatched his kicks from outside the closet, threw them on his feet, and headed out the door. Had he planned to hit the gym for a while? Not really, but he needed to work off some of this steam and disappointment because the pain he was in had dug deep this time. Eventually, the gym wouldn't be enough to cover the heartache he was constantly suffering from the hands of Akia. On the other end of town, Kia 
was stepping out of the cab and heading into the airport. She dropped her things off curbside after checking in at United Airlines, then treaded down the long hallway to gate C5. She really needed, hell, she deserved this break away from him to think about what was most important in her life. Her intended plan was to come back with a clear head and a focused mind. On top of that, her body would be refreshed and relaxed, something Kia was really counting on. Meanwhile, the next evening came and things worked out perfectly according to plan. Dante's award ceremony was on point and he couldn't thank Zina enough for coming through. He praised her for being there for him when he needed her most. Once the main party was gone, he kissed her cheek and told her he would be fine on his own if she was ready to go. Zina entertained for a few more minutes, then quietly exited out the back door. Work would be extremely busy next week, and she needed to catch up on some rest before opening her office door to her clients Monday morning. Zina arrived home, but paused just prior to pulling into her garage. As a female who lived alone, she was very careful with her life and extremely perceptive of her surroundings. Zina would never leave her house nor herself unprotected, but she was currently staring at her garage door wide open and couldn't understand how she could be so careless. Unsure of whether she had actually left it open or not, due to rushing out for tonight's excitement, she decided she would ask her sexy but single neighbor next door for his assistance. Zina placed her ride in park and immediately sent the text. Hey Kay, if you're home, can you meet me outside? It's really important. Zina slouched down in her driver's seat, clenched her phone in her hand, and waited for a reply. She was actually hoping he would decide to walk over, though, instead of sending a text. Hey, Z, what's up? You okay? Caleb asked once he got to the driver's side of Zina's car. Zina damn near jumped into the passenger seat at the sound of his voice. She never saw Caleb cross her path, front nor rear, and it startled her. Although he caught her by surprise, she tried desperately to calm her nerves and slow her heart rate that was clearly in a frenzy. I'm all right, jeez. Thanks for damn near giving me a heart attack. But you know how I'll never leave my garage door open, right? Uh, yeah, he answered in an unsure manner. Well, it's open, and I don't recall leaving it that way. Could you please go check it out with me? I'm a little nervous about going there by myself. Zina finished off her concern. Scared, you mean? <laughs> Caleb answered, then quickly laughed to himself. 
He knew this sort of behavior was out of the ordinary for Zaina, so he didn't hesitate to enter the house before she did. She followed him closely, her hand tucked into the back of his jeans, through each nook and cranny of the house until they reached the final location, the basement. Zaina was petrified, but she had no problem showing it to the one guy that knew her better than anyone else in the world. Oh, hell no, I can't. Hell, I won't. She shook her head in defeat. Zina refused to maneuver down the stairs, but handed him her black and chrome Smith & Wesson forty caliber as she, that she retrieved along the way before he started his descent. She watched in horror as he inched to the bottom step by step. After a few minutes, he resurfaced with a smile on his face. What? Zina inquired out of curiosity. You're all good, love. There's no one down there, or anywhere else in the house for that matter. You should be fine, he finished off his point. Zina looked at him sideways, as if not sure about being alone. You want me to stay over? It'll be a crash over, like old times. You crash while I chill, since you always seem to fall asleep on me. Caleb smiled at her as Zina looked at him side-eyed. What you think? We can rent a movie, make some popcorn, grab some pillows, some wine, and a blanket. Zina forced a smile. Yeah, sure. If it isn't too much to ask, Zina gracefully answered, even though she was screaming inside because she was wishing he had offered to stay. Although she wanted nothing more than to dream about Dante and how this evening had gone, she wasn't willing to take a chance with her life. Caleb requested her car keys, then headed outside to pull her vehicle into the garage. He could phys physically see the fear stretched across her face like an extended flag wavering through the wind and didn't want to add to it. He fearlessly pushed up opened the garage door, and just before he stepped outside, she stopped him. Be careful out there, and hurry back. Okay, she added. Of course. He smiled, then closed the door behind him. As their night stretched over, hours from popcorn to wine and comedy to horror, Zina couldn't help but realize how Caleb put her mind at ease in such a short amount of time. They had history, and being able to kick it with him like this again felt just like old times. After another 15 or 20 minutes, Caleb looked down at Zina to find her fast asleep on his lap. He lifted, up her in, lifted her up in his arms and carried her to her bedroom and placed her softly down on the pillow top bed. Her eyes slowly opened and she spoke softly. Hey, help me get out of this dress, will you? Zina asked. Yeah, of course, Caleb responded. Caleb unzipped her dress and began pulling it off of her gorgeous body. You're not going to take advantage of me, are you? Zina continued. Caleb frowned. After what we've been through? I don't think I could manage such a thing, he 
He finished off his comment. She smiled. Kayla pulled the dress off completely and glanced down to study the curves that covered her body. He watched as she adjusted to a comfortable spot in the bed. He still couldn't believe how gorgeous she looked while lying in front of him in her panties. On second thought, I, he stopped in his tracks once he noticed her eyes had shut already. Kayla pulled the covers up to her neck tenderly, then left the room. The next morning, when she awoke dazed and confused, there was a tray station next to her bed. It contained a stack of pancakes, scrambled eggs, two crispy slices of bacon, a bowl of red grapes, a freshly squeezed orange juice, and a cup of brewed Folgers coffee. Zina smiled to herself, but then became inquisitive. She jumped down out of the bed, slid a shirt on, then headed down the corridor to the spare room. To her surprise, Caleb was standing in the middle of the room with a towel around his waist. Good morning, sleeping beauty, he said as she strolled in. He handed her a glass of water and some aspirin. We survived the night, he added to the conversation. Yeah, I guess we did. And good morning. I was going to say make yourself at home, but I could see you've already done that, Zina added. Mm, I didn't want to wake you. Caleb casually dropped the towel and stood there naked in front of her next to the shower. He watched as Zina's eyes studied his muscular frame then smiled once her mouth dropped open. She struggled to re-engage with his face. Now there's a sight to wake up to. Quick question, though. How in the heck did I get in my bed? I don't recall making that walk last night, she asked with an intrigued look on her face. I got spontaneous and carried you. We couldn't both sleep on the couch. Your shit ain't that big. I mean, it's big, but it ain't that big, he answered, then busted out laughing. Enjoy breakfast on me, beautiful. I learned a little something over the years. I'm going to grab a shower and head out. Have a few things to take care of today. Zina smiled. Okay, I'll let you know my verdict when you're done. She turned and walked out as he stepped in the shower. Zina finished off her breakfast and jumped in the shower herself. She, too, had plans scheduled. While inside, she heard a knock outside the shower door. Hey, I'm headed out. Last night was fun, but you should be more careful, especially since you live alone. Zina nodded. You're absolutely correct. I was... Caleb stopped her dead in her tracks and kissed her more passionately than ever before and than anyone had ever kissed her. Zina felt a spark, then an unexpected tingle between her legs. Just like old times, only better, Caleb said before he smiled and walked out. Later that evening, Zina was eager to see her secret little boo thing. The stress from work had been getting the best of her lately. There was a lot to do in a short amount of time, but she intended to make the very best of what she did have to work with. She passed her ruby red lipstick across her lips one more time, sprayed on her Japanese cherry blossom mist on her neck, wrist, and between her legs, 
then stepped outside to get into her waiting Uber. She would be arriving to her destination in no time, and she was anticipating every minute of this extremely long overdue contact. So, my lovers and lusters out there, how did you enjoy this first chapter? Sounds to me like Zina has a little something going on. And it doesn't sound like it's just with Dante. Sounds like there's something missing from her and Caleb. Which could have been something that happened in a previous life. Anyways, I'm going to take another sip of my wine. And I hope you are doing the same but it has come to that time for me to say goodbye and good night. However, I want to hear your thoughts on this chapter. So I'll be right back here two Fridays from now with the update. And we'll talk about the chapter with a one-on-one. -on -one. Send your questions send your responses, send your thoughts, but most importantly, send me the type of wine that you were drinking while I was reading, okay? Because I could tell you, a little Moscato goes a long way. But I'ma just say, I also like me a little bit of rum and coke. So for my rum and coke fans out there, all right, I'm with you. Have a lovely evening. And for now, I say salut to my cats and my friends. Because, honey, we're going to need some more wine in the end. Take care. Dr. Q out.